Howdy guys, this is Lillian Martino and I am here to talk about The Darkest Minds series by Alexander Bracken. So of course I'm going to start with the first book, The Darkest Minds. And in the first book it's talking about the spread of IAN, which is also known as the Idiopathic Adolescence Acute Neurodegeneration Disease. And what happens is multiple children die across the U.S. And those who don't, which are very few, gain these powers that are separated by colors, you know. There's going to be the greens, intelligence, blue. They're just going to be telekinesis powers. Yellow is going to be electricity. Oranges have mind control powers. And reds have fire powers. Crazy stuff. Kind of copied before, but you know, I like the cliches. And these children with the powers are taken into camps for quote-unquote rehabilitation. And the story, it follows Ruby, who's an orange, 10 as most were, and she convinces the scientist who is running the test at the camp that she is a green, hence oranges having mind-control powers, and the camp she is in is Thermond, which you'll hear a lot of in the book. It is later found out, like six years later, that she is an orange, and the group called the Children's League decides to smog her out, because as you can tell by the name, they are working towards helping the children of this disease, seeing as they're locked away. And Ruby realizes that maybe the Children League has other intentions, you know? So she tries to get out of that. So when escaping those few members, you'll learn their names in the books, you know? She runs into the three other main characters of the book, Zoo, Chubbs, and Liam. And she begins to adventure with them across the U.S., I believe, or maybe to a state or two over. And this is all to find this safe haven for children called East River. And you'll learn more about that as you read it. To continue, uh, we're going to talk about the second book. Again, it follows Ruby, which I enjoy so far. I'm just about to finish the second book, and I'll be moving on to the third. I'll tell you a little bit about the second book, but I, of course, don't want to spoil it for you, seeing as you most likely haven't read the first one. Anyways, in the second book, Ruby is traveling with a new pack, you know? I'm not going to tell you when or how or any of that, but she's traveling with a new pack, a new group, you know? And maybe you can put your theories together just by reading this podcast, or listening to this podcast, I assume. Um, next, we're going to talk about the Darkest Minds movie. Love the movie. I saw the movie before I saw the uh, read the book. Um, I thought the movie was really interesting, and it wasn't until the book that I really saw like the nitty-gritty of everything. They're mostly similar, just the movie leaves out a few things that I don't believe really make sense, but, you know they can do whatever they want. The issue is, whenever I was looking this up, uh, I went on this website called looper.com. I'm not sure how accurate this is, but apparently the first movie only made six million dollars, okay? And many movies need like 10 million dollars to be considered profitable. So there's most likely not going to be a second movie, which is so sad because I find the second book very interesting and it really pushes the plot along much better. And so trying to think of why there wouldn't be a second movie, like why the first movie didn't do so well. I was like trying to come up with stuff and Looper definitely helped me on this. So maybe the marketing team didn't broadcast the story well. And I totally believe on that, like believe that. The issue is whenever I saw any trailers, it focused a lot on Ruby and Liam. And I understand wanting to push out like a love story, you know, but there's so much more to the book. Like, of course, I love the love story, but I think the plot line is much better. And it doesn't help that like the storyline kind of copies other aspects of other movies and like especially the powers bringing up the clichedness of it nothing unique is about this enhanced intelligent has been used telekinesis has been used a lot the whole shazam is just used multiple times you know but there's not much 
you can really do about that. If the author wrote it that way, you can't change it in the movie, you know? And, like, the issue is, the actors in the movie, they're kind of, like, new to the acting scene, you know? So not many people know of them, and they haven't been able to like the actors. The only instance I can think of is Ruby, the main character, as Rue from The Hunger Games, you know? It's the same actress. Which I found really interesting whenever I found that out, because I also really loved Rue from The Hunger Games whenever I watched that series. But that's for another podcast. Anyways, whenever I review both the books and that I've read and the movie, I absolutely think that is a great series so far. Like, how could it not be? I'm definitely going to have to read more of Alexander Bracken, because I've heard so many good things, and I'm hoping I can keep telling y'all some better things, because I'm definitely going to continue. Anyways, other than that, I love how it can have, like, deep and serious topics, but the communication between the characters is just so fun and lighthearted. Like, the fact they can be, like, their own little beacon of light for each other in such a dark time is beautiful. Continuing so, like, the friendships they, like, develop and their interactions, it's so great. You have to read the book. I'll I'll say a few examples real quick. Like, one of the biggest issues whenever... Ruby first gets away from the Children's League and meets up with Zoo, Chubbs, and Liam is that Chubbs doesn't want Ruby around, okay? But the fact that they get so close towards the end of the book, like, they become much more than, like, best friends. They depend on each other. And you see a lot of that in the second book as well. But no more on that. Anyways, whenever I saw the movie, it painted an even better picture. Like, I was able to visualize these people into the book. Like, I could see how that's how they would look, how they would act, and, you know... Like, I didn't have to think of it. Some people may think otherwise, you know, like, oh, I want to imagine how these characters look myself, how they sound. But the way they portrayed them in the movie was really great. See, the issue is, bringing, going back to the movies, is that the people who didn't read the books probably want to enjoy the movie as much as I did, you know? That's another topic. Don't want to dwell on that anymore, you know? Gotta move on. The next I'm going to talk about is the theme Wanting to protect the ones you love can make you forget about your own well-being. This is shared both across the movie, the books, and I bet I'll see it in the third book as well, and probably many more of Alexander Bracken's books, if not any other book I've read. In the first book, you can definitely see that people in the group like Chubb, Zoo, Liam, and Ruby will all put each other ahead of themselves. They want to protect them so badly that they get themselves into silly situations. My biggest example is that since children aren't supposed to be out of the camps, since it's been six years now, they can look kind of more grown up. So one person will have to go in and buy food for the other so they can eat. So that's like the biggest risk. What if they were to be gone, you know? But they don't think of that. They're like, I have to feed those in my group. Liam especially. He's like, no, I'll go. I'll buy the stuff. They won't ever expect me. It's all good. While everyone elsewhere is like, Liam, what if you get caught? What if you don't come back? We need you. You're like the leader of this group. And it's seen amongst other characters as well, not just Liam. But that was like my main example. And how it connects to the real world You can definitely see this happening in other, like, minority groups. Martin Luther King is my biggest example of this. He would publicly go out against any dangers and threats that people had made against him. And these people could have been vicious, but he still went out in public anyways. He wanted to protect and speak for those who were too quiet to speak for themselves, too afraid. And there's many other examples, like, any minority is like this. If you were to look back at Jews during the Holocaust, anything like that, there had to be a public figure. And if not in their own little groups they had 
of the Holocaust, they had to hide wherever they could. And they had to send people out. How else were they going to eat, get medicine, anything like that? There always has to be someone like that in the group. Whether or not it's a minority even. In your own friend groups, whether they're large or small, there's someone who wants to protect you above themselves. Obviously, that's what friendship is. That's what this book is about, this movie. And it's absolutely amazing. Not only that, but Alexander Bracken, not only is there a third book, but a fourth book. And I wonder if there's going to be a fifth book. Seeing as I haven't made it to the fourth book, I don't really know how far they could go with it. But I'm definitely excited to read it. I didn't want to look at any summaries or anything because I didn't want to spoil it for myself. As tempting as that was in the first book, you know, to check out the second book. Thank goodness I did not. That would have been terrible. And whenever it comes to Alexander Bracken again, she also has this separate series. It's called Through the Dark. And it has In Time, Sparks Arise, and Beyond the Night. And each of these stories follow a separate person. I did read a little bit about that. But by the time I finish The Darkest Minds, I'll definitely have forgotten a little bit. But each story follows a separate person that I believe are all going to be connected. And I cannot wait for that because you can see a familiar character. Her name is Sam, and you'll read about her in the first book. It also follows this man named Gabe and a girl named Mia. And I definitely want to read this series as well. This movie and book, this entire thing has been just a great experience and I definitely recommend anyone who's at all interested whether or not you've seen the movie. You should also see the movie by the way. Definitely want to rack up those numbers so we can get a second. Anyways, I recommend it to people who definitely focusing on friendship. Like if you're having struggles with your own friendships, you know, and like want to solve them or anything, there is definitely a bunch of conflict, but that just makes you grow and bond better. I definitely believe that people like that should read the book. And if not, there's scientific research, like if you're into the science-y investigative things, you can read that. There's a bunch of action as well, both in the movie and in the book. I think the book plays it a little bit better, but that's how many people le believe. Um, I think I should probably stop there before I start rambling too much. I've already rambled a lot. So I'm gonna just sign out. Bye, guys.